TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the State of California, along with Patty Rising and Brett Burkhart. In the week of California's recent mass shootings, Governor Newsom will call tomorrow for new state gun laws. He will hold a news conference in Sacramento with State Attorney General Rob Bonta to announce the legislation. And we're just getting some clarification on this. I literally just got off the line with um, the office of State Senator Anthony Portentino. And what we've learned is actually, uh, so the governor's office is only saying that he and Attorney General Bonta will be joined by Portentino, who's from Burbank along with some gun safety advocates, to announce new efforts to advance critical gun safety legislation. That's the quote. But uh, Portentino's message said this would be a gun control bill or bills, and now I found out, in fact, it's not a new bill. This is SB2, Senate Bill 2, which Portentino had been pushing last year and reintroducing this year. Now the governor's going to get behind it. Of course, ever since the mass shooting in Monterey, immediately after it in Half Moon Bay, there has been this new momentum in California for the state to do even more to make it harder to get certain guns, to get guns out of the hands of people who aren't supposed to have them, and take whatever steps the state can to try to stop this carnage, Patty and Brett. Well, there are critics who would say every time there's a mass shooting, it's a knee-jerk reaction to uh, introduce legislation, but it sounds like you've debunked that. Well, uh, it is true that uh, every time um, there is one of these shootings, we hear these cries for new gun control. In this case, this is not going to be a new bill. This is a bill that failed narrowly last year that Senator Portentino of Burbank was going to try to bring back again anyway. Now he's going to have the attorney general and the governor on his side, which would suggest that it's got a better chance of passage. But, you know, even before these recent shootings, there was already a big push in Sacramento for more gun laws this year. Remember that last year was the second worst year in American history for mass shootings. So there were all sorts of new bills introduced a few weeks ago in Sacramento, and that was before we had the the California shootings. So now there's even more momentum, I think, for the ones that already were introduced and for new ideas people have. But in this particular case, the governor is actually not coming out tomorrow and saying, I have a new bill. He's going to back one that's already in the hopper. Okay, let's talk about this recycled Portentino bill. What would it do? Well, remember last year, the U.S. Supreme Court invalidated New York's law uh, restricting uh, getting permits to carry a concealed weapon, and that tossed out California's law as well. So he introduced a new bill that would rewrite California's law so it would would presumably satisfy the Supreme Court and pass legal muster. It didn't pass because there were those who weren't sure it would passing court uh, that it would you know survive a court challenge so they said this isn't good enough so it was defeated he's rewritten it a little bit and he's reintroducing it and now tomorrow we'll hear more about it but essentially it would modify california's law so that california could control who can get a permit to carry a concealed weapon in a way that the supreme court would presumably sign off on but as we've seen over the last few months pretty much 
challenged. Any gun bill that anyone introduces now is challenged immediately by the Second Amendment groups and makes its way through the courts. So even if this one were to pass, it would be challenged and probably have a long court fight ahead of it. Sounds like San Jose is really ahead of the game when it comes to uh, gun safety laws. Uh, Requiring now gun owners to have insurance. Is the state looking at that? You know, that, that's a local law that just took effect, so it's unclear, you know, they can't say yet what kind of impact it's, it has. Uh, it's one of the ideas that, that, you know, there's so many ideas uh, at the state level. Um, San Jose's bill, I, I think it was supposed to take effect actually a year or two ago, and it got delayed by the by, by the pandemic, requiring you to have insurance. There's, there's another restriction in there, too. Um, so far, you know, the, those laws, if they've been challenged, they've stood up. But again, they've only been in effect for like a few weeks, so it's hard to say if, if they're working or not. But certainly the state's going to look at pretty much everything it can and hope that, you know, if they throw enough at the wall, some of it's going to stick. Didn't Portentino just announce he's going to run for Adam Schiff's seat because Adam Schiff says he's running for Dianne Feinstein's U.S. Senate seat? Yes. And this is interesting because so Anthony Portentino, he's been around a bit. He's from L.A., Burbank. Um, Adam Schiff was in the state Senate. And when he went to Congress, Portentino ran and won his state Senate seat. Now Schiff's running for senator. Portentino wants to get his House seat. Uh, it's sort of a, a trickle-down effect for Portentino. But that's a very crowded field already. There are three Democrats already running to, to succeed Adam Schiff. I mean, that is a safe seat, downtown Los Angeles. Uh, it's it's a, you know, a seat that a Democrat can win and hold for life. Um, so that's going to be a very crowded field, but certainly Portentino raising his profile a bit. He's going to have the governor at his side announcing gun legislation. You can bet you'll see that in campaign ads uh, if they run any, but certainly in his, his campaign materials. Uh, that's a crowded seat. And then, you know, you've got three people of significant viability running for Katie Porter's seat already in Orange County. So, yeah, there's a whole uh, trickle down ripple effect from from everybody who's running for the Senate. That's opening up House seats. And then the people who run for those House seats, that's going to open up seats in the Senate and Assembly and on down the line. Gosh, a free-for-all to succeed Dianne Feinstein in the Senate. Certainly going to be an expensive uh, campaign. Is it, Do you think it's going to have a significant ripple effect on the local congressional level? Yeah, and we're going to see it here um, because we expect Barbara Lee to run in Congress uh, in Oakland uh, to run for the Senate seat, too. And once she declares, Schiff and Porter both said, we're giving up our House seats, we're running for the Senate. The assumption is that Barbara Lee is going to do the same. So she'll run for Senate and give up her House seat. Now, if you flame out early would still be time uh, to get back in the House race. But essentially, Schiff and Porter have given up their House seats. We think Lee will do the same. Once she does, you'll see three or four significant people throwing their hat in the ring for her seat, just as we've seen in these L.A. and Orange County races. So we're going to see it here. That should be it. But as we saw when Jackie Spear decided to retire and you had Kevin Mullen and David Canepa and a couple other people running for that, these seats don't come open that often. And when they do, I mean, these are safe seats in the Bay Area. Uh, you're going to get a lot of people going for it, and you're going to have that in Oakland, too, whether it's um, Assemblymember Buffy Wick, State Senator Nancy Skinner, maybe even Oakland Mayor Libby Schaff could run. Um, she wasn't planning on doing that, but it's certainly something she's got to be looking at now. So we will see that here just as we've seen it in L.A. and Orange County. Doug, I'm not even sure you've seen this this afternoon, but Bloomberg is reporting that Dianne Feinstein doesn't have a lot of money in the bank for a Senate run, even though she says that she won't announce whether she's going to run in the spring, that she's raised just $558 over the last three months. She has less than $10,000 cash on hand, indicating that if she wanted to run again, uh, she wouldn't have enough money to go uh, up against uh, Schiff and the others. Yeah, that's always one way we tell if somebody really is going to run or not, is do they have a committee, first of all, and how much money is in the bank? 
And we, the last time I checked, she had more than that, but not very much. I think she had like $12,000 or something like that uh, late last year, which was an early indicator that, no, she's really not going to run again. Because if she were, she'd be raising money. Not that she needs that much, but um, as you know, a long-time incumbent. But if she were really going to run again, she would face a significant challenge, so she would. And now that she's got primary challengers, if she were to run again from her own party, uh, yeah, she'd have to raise a lot of money. So that is a very, very clear signal uh, if they've gone ahead and taken a look at the, the more recent filings. If she's got $500 raised, she, she's not. I mean, plus, you know, we all get these emails raising money, right? I, I get buried in them. Haven't gotten one from Feinstein in a very long time. She is not out there raising money. So the fact that they looked at the numbers sort of confirms what, what a lot of us knew already. She she doesn't have money in the bank, and that's a very clear sign that she is, in fact, going to retire. And we do think she, she will. I mean, there's nobody who thinks she's going to run for another term. She's just biding her time before she makes it official. Very telling indeed. Doug, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. We'll talk again tomorrow. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available on the Odyssey app. And wherever you get your podcasts, you'll find me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.